Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, welcome to another episode of the A to Z of the 90s uh, with me, Andy Bush, and Louise Maloney. Uh, Lomo, how are you doing? Let's catch up. How's your week been? Yeah, I'm good, my love. How are you? Very good. Just sick of being hot. Sick. Of, I don't think I, I function very well in hot weather. Um, you, look, you look very unhappy. I've been wilt. I'm wilting. I think, uh, yeah, I just, I'm one of those guys, winter, you know, everyone's got like a, a, a season that suits them style-wise, right? I would say for me, okay in the winter. In the summer, I, I look like a Brit abroad. Do you, you, mean? you look you look very out of your own skin. You don't look comfortable now. Me looking at you right on there. Now you just look miserable, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, I've got quite a bad back at the moment as well. So um, I'm just kind of hunched walking around. Um, I just look like uh, you know, like a dad that you might see who's really tired on like a Greek holiday. Well, a dad pushing his kid around in a buggy with a muzzy over its face at nine o'clock at night by the pool, trying to get it to go to sleep. That's what that's what I feel like. Well, this is going to be a great podcast then, isn't it? I'll be fine. I've had a bit of coffee and everything as well. Uh, and I just want to say a huge thank you, by the way, to... We've had some lovely messages, people listening yeah. to this podcast. We do appreciate it. Uh, at Bush on the radio, if you want to send us a message. Um, quite a few people um, expressing their dismay at me putting forward the suggestion of fingering last week for... Um, not not as like a thing we can do, but I mean, for beginning with F. But I think we, we need to underline on this that it's no holds barred, isn't it, Louise? Literally, Anything yeah. goes... Anything um, goes on the show. I was a bit surprised. You got me. You caught me unawares with that one. But I did think about it, and I said it to a few people, and they completely agree. So whoever suggested that, we've had a lot of we've we've had a lot of surprise, but we've also had a lot of people agreeing. I feel I feel like it's a, it's a good kind of line in the sand as to where we are with this podcast, and we're only at, we're only at G now, so it could go anywhere from this point on. Uh, anything fascinating happened to you though, Louise? That you'd like to talk about before we dive straight into this bad boy? Bush, I did another Londony thing. What do you mean a Londony thing? What does that mean? So last week I talked about how the fact I was leaning into these Londony things and I had to stop. I've done another thing that you were going to be allergic to and you're going to be ashamed of me for. 
Okay, so what was it? Remind us last time. There was something really irritatingly East London that you did, and I can't remember what it was. I went to an immersive theatre... That's it. Uh, ...experience where I went yeah. into a warehouse and the actors led me around to different parts of the play. I'm annoyed even just even recalling it, actually, to be honest with you. Okay, so you ready for this? This week, I went to a Soho hotel... Okay, and I went into a theatre room and when I went into the theatre room, they blindfolded me. Okay, and they sat me down in this theatre, put a blindfold on me and they turned all the lights off. Is this the um, is is this the Terry Waite experience? Is that what it's called? (laughs) One for the kids. (laughs) (laughs) And they put a blindfold on me, turned off all the lights and I listened to an album in the dark in the complete dark with strangers and it's called pitch black pay pitch oh i can't even say it man pitch back off pitch black <laughs> pay pitch black playback pitch oh. black playback oh my god what an annoying name you can't i can't even say no. it. pitch black pitch black play you mentioned getting there and, and saying two tickets for the i've got tickets for the but you can't say it i know pitch, pitch black Pitch black, play black. The people at reception were just pointing in the direction because they they knew it, they knew what I was trying to say. So I listened to an entire album, played at like surround sound, so you felt like you were in the album. It was surround sound um, at a very heightened level with a blindfold on in a hot room. Do you know, genuinely, I mean, obviously that's cool. That's an East London. That's a cool thing, isn't it? But um, this it's a step away. And I might have alluded to this last week. Step away from dogging. Meeting up in a car park with people you don't know, flashing your headlights, that kind of thing. I did feel like I could be felt up at any time. Don't get take us back to last week's episode, an F. That should have been an F, feeling I, up. I did. Oh, it should have been. I did we'll do it in like tea. We'll do it tea, touched <laughs> up. <laughs> I did feel like I could be felt up. And it was, to me, for me, it added to the experience, Bush. It added to the experience. It was, the album was, in case you're wondering, was... No, it wasn't, uh, but... Um, Okay, well, it was Jeff Buckley Grace, and right. um, which I do love that album, and I felt vulnerable and scared and exhilarated all throughout. And I mean, I, I appreciate. I, I like the fact that you're. I, I'm very conservative. I don't really do anything now, uh, but you're still out there doing things and experiencing stuff. But I feel like you're putting yourself in danger each week. Me Louise, too. Look, I mean? that's how I live by the seat of my pants. Is that what they say over here? The seat of my pants. That'll work. And then, have you got that album anyway? You've you've got that. Jeff oh yeah, Buckley yeah, album? yeah. Oh, I love that album, and I have. I've listened to it. I know every word to it. And the funniest thing is, I did sneak off the blindfold twice just to see what other people were doing, and people were like physically rocking out with the blindfolds on, like you could do full movement, head movements, chair dancing, the whole lot. Do you know what, if I was the organiser of that, just as a one-off, as a joke, I'd get everyone to buy tickets and then send them an email, bar, say you, for example, mm. if you were the person that joke's on. Get everyone to come in, sit down with the blindfolds on, start the song, and then everyone else fucks off to the pub. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? Hey, we're, guys, we're, guys, where is everyone? Guys, hello, it's really dark. Uh, should we do this? Should we do this, Louise? Yeah, we may as well. Uh, let's get ready then, folks. Big G. This week, we're dealing with stuff. We're going through the entire 1990s, uh, chronicling everything in alphabetical order. It's time for G. Louise, start us off. In the A to Z of the 1990s, what's got to go down in the list for G? Okay, I'm aware we didn't uh, talk about what we were both going to talk about, but what are you doing over there now? I'm uh, chucking a Sylvanian family member around oh he's cute you've been bored already we've just started bush we've literally just started the podcast what is it with sylvanian families like they're so expensive 
Oh, I, I'm really I'm, expensive. You know, like there's stuff that you can trade in, like paintings and they gather price and all that kind of stuff or, or gold, bullion or whatever. To hell with all that. Just buy a bulk load of Sylvanian families on Facebook Marketplace and just wait for the market to go up. Yeah. They are so expensive. I've just got like a little tiny, what, what animal is that? It's got uh, dungarees on. <laughs> is it a tiny, tiny bear? I think, I think it's like a cat or something. What it is, if you're not aware of Sylvanian families, tiny little uh, humanoid animals, but bizarrely dressed mm, as like the Amish human. community. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That so is cute, they... though. I think anything you can get kids addicted to that they'll harass their parents to buy over and over until the parents sort of just agree. You're, in, you're, onto, a, you're onto a winner money-wise, aren't you? Well, I sat on that cat earlier on, so apologies about that. But, but yes, Louise, continue. Okay, sorry. Let's do this. Um, let's go with gladiators. Yes. Now, I'm going to start with gladiators because I'd like to argue the fact that there was never a better lineup of television than Baywatch, followed by gladiators, followed by Blind Date. Never it's quite before. sexy. Quite sexy, but also just fantastic entertainment of a Saturday evening slash night. Sat there with my parents every Saturday night for a few years, and those three, three in a row, um, and absolutely brilliant gladiators right in the middle, the meat in the sandwich. And every time I think of gladiators, I think of Ulrika Johnson and how good she was at that. That must have been her best job of her entire she, career, right? She was good on it. She was brilliant on it. Uh, I mean, I love gladiators as well. The, the person I always think of when I think of gladiators is, whatever happened to the Scottish fellow dressed as a referee with his whistles? Do you remember that? His name was... Jason, John you'll Anderson. go on my first whistle. <laughs> John, you go on my second whistle. <laughs> whatever happened to him? I think his name was John Anderson and he probably made enough money out of that to live happily for the rest of his life, right? But they seem to assume that he had like he had like gravitas, like they would defer to him as like he's the referee, the ref. He knows what's going on. But like I've never seen him in uh, refereeing a football match before or boxing or maybe he did. I don't know. Whatever happened to that guy? Very true. Now, Bush, when I say gladiators, what gladiators do you think of immediately? What's the one with long hair who looked like the murderer in the Twin Peaks series came around the back of the couch? Wolf. Yes, that's it. Wolf. Wolf's the one that I remember. That's very, you know, that's interesting. I thought you were going to go with Jet because you're a heterosexual male. Oh, yeah. Immediately with Jet. Okay. Yeah, so you've really shown your true colours there. <laughs> Was that a trap? <laughs> Have I been tricked? A little bit. A little bit. Wolf had wonderful calves and thighs. <laughs> so mine are Jet immediately because I think my dad had a major crush on her, probably my brother as well. Maybe she needs to be added to Louise's girl crush list too a little bit. Oh, add her on. Jet Hunter. Oh, his hairstyle was something else, though, wasn't it, Hunter? His hairstyle was like, uh, you know when people clip back ornate curtains in a hotel with those hooks? That's what Hunter's hair was like. Jet, Hunter, and again, Wolf for me, because I was a little bit scared. I was quite young in the 90s, so a little bit scared of him. But Hunter must have had it all going on, because I think he and Eureka had an affair slash relationship from that programme. That's a good point. I I don't mean this in a bad way, but I I feel like it's a bit of a cursed programme. Gladiators in that a lot, a lot of people afterwards like kind of fell on hard times or, or didn't you know anyone connected with the program and yeah. again we don't know what happened to the Scottish uh, referee fella yeah. but I feel like uh, maybe I don't know are they okay that that's the uh, that are they kind of all right do you know what I mean did something well, I think bad a lot of them, them I think a lot of them sustained pre- sustained pretty serious injuries as well and a lot of them because there were these there were these live tours then after it was on the on the TV where they'd go around to various arenas in the UK and you'd go and see them live and I think a lot yeah. of them like fell off podiums and whatnot and had to retire from the entire career. Oh my, maybe it's a duty of care for people who have been through the gladiator system and now are just struggling to deal with, you know, like war veterans, like, you know, in Vietnam War, that kind of thing. Ex-gladiators. 
Absolutely. I just think gladiators awakened a lot of people's, a lot of young people's sexuality, maybe. Just watching two people uh, prod each other with pugil sticks in tight lycra on a Friday night got you, and Saturday night got your pulse racing a little bit, didn't it? And, and maybe gave you ideas of carnal things that you weren't yet aware of. Totally. There, so while they're going in in the 80s of the 1990s, G is for gladiators. I want to say a big thank you to Samantha, who's tweeted me with a suggestion for this next one. In the 80s of the 1990s, G has to be about Ghost, the movie. I've never seen it. Patrick Swayze. I can't really remember what happens, you know. Patrick Swayze, I think he dies. Well, he obviously dies because he's a ghost. And then does he come back and, like, try and shag someone? <laughs> is that what happens in ghosts? Is, is he like a ghost, a see-through shagger? Imagine that. Because on one hand, that's like, uh, I remember it being quite romantic in that. And there's the bit where he's got his arms around her. With the pottery making, wheel. Pottery. I don't know if he's a ghost at that point. But um, if not, I mean, it's either romantic or he's just a dirty old man. Like, imagine that, because, you, you know, think about it, right? If you, were, if you had ghost powers, you could, you know, walk through walls, were invisible. You would just go and look at people in the shower all the time, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? Of course you would, but I just don't know who thought of, let's talk about the sexiest activity ever and came up with pottery. And then when you, because there's a lot of memes about it, right? There's a lot of memes and a yeah. lot of screenshots and stuff like that. A lot of video, like, what are they called? GIFs, 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 whatever. GIFs, um, let's call them GIFs. Let's call them GIFs. <laughs> and you can see it. It's pure filth. But Isn't it? But it's pure filth. The weird thing would be, right? Imagine you've been in pottery for years. It's your job. It's what you do. It's your hobby. You're quite serious about pottery. And then overnight, this kind of movie sensation comes out where the thing that you do suddenly has got a mucky element to it. I know. It sort of ruins it for, like, you know, elderly OAPs doing it, doesn't it? Yeah, because you you think you're you know helping craft the the funnel of uh, a jug and it looks like you're doing a hand job now. Picture this, Bush. You're sitting at a pottery wheel. You've got your hands you know, in the basin of water to get the clay all wet. You're currently sort of moulding something out of the wheel. Right. Do you have a chub on? Do I have a what? <laughs> you say, did you say chub on? Yeah. I've never heard that expression before in my life. But you know exactly ch- what I mean. Yeah, no, I don't At that stage, am I, pot- I am pottering at this point, You're right? You're pottering I'm alone, pottery. alone, right. with a basin of water. You've got the clay on the wheel. You're moulding something, slightly phallic, but you're moulding something. I Do don't think you, so. You don't have a chub on. I don't think so. It depends on maybe I'm I'm moulding. Sorry, this has got blue incredibly quickly uh, this week's episode. Maybe I'm making something. If I'm making something um, raunchy, then yeah. maybe I'm making a, a lady's tuppence. And and how do you feel? Chub or no? Really chub? weird, and I just need to just stop pottering. <laughs> Okay, I just wanted to see where we stood with that. So, That's fine. Yeah. So in the 80s of the 90s, pottery is not arousing for Bush. I just needed to make that assessment. I don't find pottery sexy. Apologies if that's your bag. just doesn't work for me. And the jury's out as to whether Patrick Swayze was just like a ghost shagger. Right, next one up then, Louise, in the A to Z of the 1990s. What are you going for? Um, so when I picture the 90s, I picture me in my bedroom listening to a ghetto blaster. Ooh. Now, a big, massive, chunky, huge ghetto blaster. One that I was never going to be able to pick up and carry around. It needed about 18 batteries to be carried yes. around. So that wasn't how many, happen. How many cassettes uh, have you got going on two. there? Is it two, two cassette decks? Two, yes, two right, cassette absolutely. decks. Uh, speakers on either end. I yep. think mine was a bit forward and had a, a CD deck at the top. Whoa, someone did it right for themselves. I know. And um, yeah, very, very big. Took up an entire... 
it was in the bottom of my wardrobe bush. Amazing. So it took up a huge amount of the wardrobe and it got worn out all throughout the 1990s. Did it have a function where it had a needless demo which showed all the lights? Because uh, one of my favourite things about uh, Ghetto Blasters in the late 80s, early 90s was if you walked into your radio rentals or your Dixons or whatever, they'd have them doing the demo on the side with loads of plastic chrome and stuff like that. And they've got loads of uh, graphic equaliser lights flying around everywhere. It looks a little bit like Knight Rider when, when uh, Michael Knight first got in that car. It was a bit like that. Do you know what? I haven't remembered that since this moment that you said it absolutely had that. It did pretty well in the early 90s. Obviously, loads more tech came along and kicked it out of the market. But for a time, the Ghetto Blaster got overly used in my bedroom. I see. I I feel bad for them as well now because at one point they were really expensive, weren't they? Because it was like plastic tacky tech, but we just believed it. And then now you you go into like secondhand shops and you see those same Ghetto Blaster, big stereo, big black stereo things with wires going everywhere that like they can't even give them away. And that's a sad thing, isn't it? It's really sad. The unwanted child at the end of the 90s. When you think of a Ghetto Blaster bush, right, in the 1990s, what are you listening to on it? I reckon um, Sultan's a Swing, Dire Straits. Wow, okay. That's what I'm listening to. Or Actually, me and my brother used to play this game in our bedroom uh, with a bit of string across the room, and we'd get a balloon, and he'd be on one side, I'd be on the other, and we'd listen to Salt and Pepper's album and hit the balloon back and forth to each other. If the balloon landed on the floor, you, uh, the other person's floor, their side of the room, you scored a point. <laughs> Just two Devonshire lads. I was going to say, that is the most simply beautiful game I've ever heard of. Simpler times with uh, Let's Talk About Sex by uh, Salt and Pepper going on in the background. We didn't have a clue. Did you know all the words to it? Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about you. But also, I've been thinking a lot through this podcast about just how songs were back then. And, there, you know, we talked about this before. Like, it was so innocent. Even in this is just the 90s, not 50 years ago. It's not the 1960s or whatever. It's the 90s. And it's like... It's all kind of playful, whereas now, like I said before, it's all like, I'm going to do you, do you, then when I get you home, I'm going to. Um, and this brings me on to the next uh, G, Gina G. Oh, yeah, ooh, ah, uh, just a little bit. Now, imagine that. Imagine bringing a song out nowadays called, ooh, ah, uh, just a little bit, ooh, ah, uh, a little bit more. I don't know what she's, what's the scenario going on there. Well, this was my next question. What's she talking about? What's it about? I, she's either having, like, milk poured into a coffee in a, in a restaurant. Yeah. Or she's talking about, you know, someone a bit. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Well, it's very polite, though. I don't know if you do with that. With uh, maybe she's back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can someone into a parking space? It feels like you wouldn't be saying just a little bit if you're in that scenario. A little bit, a little bit more. Nope, that's it. Left, left, other left. True. 
she's back. I don't think she's backing a um, partner or father-in-law into a parking space. They've been driving around for ages. That's what's going on. Uh, maybe that's explained on the sleeve notes. If you're listening to this and you, and you, you have a theory as to what Gina G was talking about, uh, do drop me a tweet at Bush on the radio. Do you want to know where that song finished in the Eurovision Song Contest? Who are oh just God. a little bit. Was that a Eurovision Song Contest song? That was our, I think it's our highest charting Eurovision for quite some time or something. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just, I thought she just released it into the charts. I didn't realise it was Eurovision. Go on, tell me, how far did it go up the charts? Well, she's Australian, but represented us in the UK. Got to eight, eighth okay. in the Eurovision, which ain't bad. But it's funny, have you listened to that song recently? Not for ages, no. So you know I listen to a 90s Spotify playlist coming into this podcast every day. Basically, it's my walk into the ring playlist. G yourself up, that kind of and thing. That, and that comes on and like, still quite good. It makes me want to do like um, Lycra Cloud Fitness. That's what it makes me want to do. I'd love to see you do that, Bush. No one needs to see that, especially with my little tiny little broken back. In the A to Z of the 90s, G is for Gina G. Louise, hit me with another one. Okay, so one that's probably going to do nothing for my street cred. I mean, come on, I never had any street cred. But if I had any, this was probably not going to do it any good. And that is the Game Gear. Okay, this was this was the competition to the Game Boy, which obviously was the coolest thing going the Game Boy at the time. We didn't have one. Don't know why. We had a Sega Game Gear and I played Sonic the Hedgehog on that. This thing was as heavy as a brick. Right. It, it was, was so huge, heavy. wasn't it? It was so big and it was so heavy, especially for a little eight year old hands, little nine year old Louise hands. Um, still tiny hands, still very, still very tiny, tiny hands. hands. We're, we're ch- childlike hands, actually, yep. as you can see there, Bush. Sometimes Look at them. It's like, a, it's like toddler's hands on, on a switch shop window. You hand, holding your hands up like that. Very weird. Um, it had no battery. The battery never lasted, okay? So you'd have to plug it into the wall. So you were stuck to the wall. It totally took away from the full fact that it was, you know, portable. It would stick into the wall. And I used to have to stop playing it because it got so hot. I love and it. it. It got so hot, my mum would be like, you have to stop playing that. Like, it's going to set the house on fire. It only had about six games. Um, Sonic was one. <laughs> I can still remember the little bleep, 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 bleep noises that came from it. And so I think Game Gear has to go in. Not Game Boy, Game Gear. Well, you know what? Good on the Game Gear, though, because I like it when they, they try and do it properly because everyone reminisces, I think, probably a little bit too much about how good the Game Boy was. Have you seen the graphics on that thing? It was like Appalling. bloody CFAX. Absolutely Appalling. embarrassing. A, a shambles, graphics-wise. Was at least the Game Gear was like proper colour as how you imagined uh, a device would be. Like At the moment, there's a thing called the Steam Deck, which has just come out. Have you heard of it? Mm. It's like, uh, you know, Nintendo Switch is fine, but the Steam Deck is like the next thing. But that's got the same problems. It's kind of massive battery doesn't last that long heats up makes weird noises and all that kind of thing but i always i'm always quite forgiving of of tech that really tries to go the next stage uh and then as a you know is slightly flawed because of it but it didn't really catch on did it in the in the end there was some great there was some great tech around there in the 90s strangely enough in the category of g because two that have been suggested uh by our listeners are uh, goldeneye one of the greatest maybe the greatest game of all time, I think, in terms of my enjoyment of it at university, we used to sit around smoking fags in our my friend's flat at uh, in Cardiff University, playing Goldeneye. You could play four player with you know one person on each team, uh, and again an iconic James Bond movie on the on Nintendo sixty four, and then the other one on the PlayStation two, mainly because of its soundtrack and just it was just unlike anything I'd ever seen graphically. Do you ever play Gran Turismo, the driving game? Now I've heard all about it, but I haven't played myself. But apparently that's incredible, right? Incredible, incredible graphics. It was like the, the lead game on the PlayStation 2. I mean, there was such a... I, I still think in terms of the jump, 
if you're talking about graphics, the jump between PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2, the PS2, was just huge. It was like nothing I'd ever seen before. And Gran Turismo was one of the lead games that came in the big box when you bought it and had a great soundtrack, feeder one on it and stuff like that as well. So I think the 90s, particularly Category G, very good for next-gen video gaming tech. In the A to Z of the 1990s, G is for GoldenEye, Game Gear, Gran Turismo. Uh, the next one in this category I just wanted to tell you about, and I don't know whether you're going to remember this or not, but this is one of my favourite comedy programmes of all time, and it never really gets the credit I think it deserves. Uh, it starred Samantha Janus and Ben Chaplin, and it was called Game On. Do you remember Game On? So I vaguely, because I know who, is it Samantha Janson? Uh, Janus, she, she went on to be uh, in EastEnders in, as, yeah, I can't she, remember who she was in it. Pub landlord for a while, was she? Was she behind the bar? I don't know. I don't think she's so. Hot, or maybe she was, she was. She's a hot, hot blonde. blonde. She was a hot blonde. I know blonde. exactly who you're talking about. Um, I've never seen it. I don't, I, I've heard of it. Is, was this early 90s, Bush? It was early 90s. I had a fantastic, uh, terrible bit of memory here because I can't remember the name of the band that did the song. A little bit like, you know, like Friends had the Rembrandts mm -hmm. who did the, uh, the amazing, like, Friends theme. Mm -hmm. uh, Game On had an amazing... Um, kind of slightly indie band doing their theme. And it was, maybe it was, I think you're looking at it now, maybe it was trying to be our version of Friends. Where I Find My Heaven by Gigolo Ants. Yes, where I find my heaven, where I find my... And do you know the other thing, the reason why I like Game On, I just thought it was brilliant, is I kind of have a bit of a man crush on Ben Chaplin. And mm. he came to do a play in Bristol when I was working on a radio station in Bristol. And you know, you, you interview people sometimes and, you know, if they're doing something, you say, oh, we should, you know, go for a drink if you're still, you know, sticking around and all that kind of thing. And then they never do and they never get back to you and you feel awful. Uh, he actually came and joined us for a drink after we'd gone to see his play. He came to the pub next door and stayed for a couple of beers. So, and he's a nice guy, Ben Chaplin. Was he a nice I like guy him. to have a pint with yeah was he good crack? lovely guy yes a lot of the time these people don't turn out to be uh what you think they're going to be like and a little bit disappointing but i'm going to say on this podcast ben chaplin's the real deal in the a to z of the 1990s not getting the credit it deserves until now is game on louise hit us with a new one okay so you know i love a redhead it's been discussed at length during the series of this podcast um so i'm gonna to have to put gillian anderson in Obviously, The X-Files, one of the biggest shows of the 1990s, came about in 1993. It was on for like 10 years or something crazy like that. Huge, huge, huge ratings. And of course, she was the star. Can you can you do, if you can do the background music, I'll do the whistling for the theme, okay? So if you go... Remind me of it. If you just go... Just give that a go and I'll do the whistling. Sounds like you're playing kabaddi. I'm a good sport, Bush. I always try the things you're making me try to do. What am I doing? What am I doing? Right, here we go. Look at you were really enjoying that bush. I was really getting into that. There could be someone in this doing live gigs after this uh, podcast wraps up, You were looking up, into the middle distance, really getting into that tune. So was she, was Julian Anderson's character in X-Files? Because again, I'm going to get loads of stick now because I got loads of stick because I didn't watch Father Ted last week. I've never seen an episode of X-Files. Okay, so don't judge me. I don't know what I was doing myself in the 90s. Just like at parties and that. Um, was she the sceptic or was the other one the sceptic? Who was the one that you didn't believe in aliens? and one parties. You were throwing a balloon between you and your brother in your bedroom. So much fun. Bush. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Head over here. <laughs> oh, God. Who was um, the sceptic, though? 
I think she. I don't think he. They were both on a mission, weren't they? I. I felt felt like one believed it more than the other one did. The other one was like. I feel like the the guy David Duchovny maybe believed it more. Wasn't he Mulder? And then she was Scully. I could have that wrong. It was a very long time ago. Um, And yeah, and she's. I mean, obviously her career is amazing. I didn't actually know this. She's. British. She was. She grew up in London, and then yes. obviously went over to the states. She had a, a wild teenage years, um, which I love because that makes me love her more. Now she's in sex education, and she's so hot in sex education. She looks incredible. I think she's in her early fifties, and she is stunners. She uh, was in a brilliant reboot. It's not really a reboot because it's like an ancient story, but uh, they did Great Expectations a few Christmases ago, and she was she was in that and was very very good as well. And of course, English. So I didn't realise, you, you, you just first saw her with, a, with an American accent, just presume that she's a, a yank. But she's not, she's great. She's an absolute babe, she's Gillian Anderson, and she's going in for G. The next one in our A to Z of the 1990s uh, is Gaza. Uh, Rich has suggested that we, we, we put Gaza in. He again berates me for failing to put Euro 96 in a couple of weeks ago. Still picking up quite a lot of stick for that. Uh, but Gaza's quite an iconic guy. I mean, main moments for Gaza, Italia 90 with those tears where he thought he wasn't going to get to the final if we if we beat West Germany in the semi-final. I remember it was a huge kind of game-changing moment for, for football in general, that, and his tears. I remember being so upset after he lost that game. Me and my brother and uh, my other friend had to go for a walk and sit on the beach at about 10 or 11 o'clock at night because we were just so het up about it. Uh, and then uh, Euro 96 uh, was, of course, the goal against uh, Scotland, with the dentist chair manoeuvre when he lay on the floor and I think um, Teddy Sheringham squirted water into his mouth, which was a recreation of what they'd been doing in a nightclub about a week or so before. The man was a legend. Have you got, are you aware of Gaza? Is he on your radar, Louise? Of course I'm aware of Gaza, but I'm not aware of his, you know, football prowess, if that's even a term. Um, but I am aware of the, 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 the tears and stuff like that. And I am aware of how passionate he is about the, the sport. The weird thing is, um, this is quite timely because the Raoul Moat uh, drama is about to come out soon. Do you remember the whole thing with Raoul Moat? The guy that went on the run from the police. So, obviously, he killed oh, a couple of people. He was an awful human and being. Gaza came to his rescue, yeah? Gaza turned up because he was, he was hiding in Rothbury or somewhere like that, and the police couldn't find him. They even brought Ray Mears up in a helicopter, you know, the, 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 the survival expert to try and track him down because he'd flummoxed the police. Um, and... Uh, Gaza went up there with uh, a fishing rod and some like chicken in a, in a carrier bag to try and help him out. So, it, I mean, he's just a, he's just a big-hearted guy, isn't he, Gaza? That's what I kind of like about him. And I'll always remember this story because he used to play for Everton during towards the end of his career. And we'd just signed David Ginola. And I remember the first training session was televised, like they had the cameras down there. And Gaza had gone and got a really long lady's wig that went down to his waist and put it on and was jogging alongside Ginola because he had his <laughs> famous locks. In fact, someone else suggested Ginola's hair being in this category of G for the 90s. But uh, God bless Gaza. And it, it feels like he's in a bit of a better place than he has been recently. So in the A to Z of the 90s, tipping our hats to the legend that is Gaza. OK, but I'm just going to throw another one in if that's OK. Do it. Um, and that is the Goosebumps book series. This is so weird you should say this because a few people have been tweeting me about this and I don't even know what it is. Okay, so it was basically a huge, huge, huge uh, children's or young adults book series back in the 1990s. First came about in 1992. It has sold over four, 400 million books worldwide. It's huge. It's only second to Harry Potter in terms of like youth, young adults, children's books. Um, wow. 
they sort of like there were there were sort of horror I mean you know take it with a pinch of salt horror books for young for young kids and they were just incredibly incredibly popular I think I only read about one or two and I don't really remember it so I can't really give too much of an opinion on this but I thought we couldn't talk about G without talking about Goosebumps books so is it like, are they like proper monsters or is it the uh, slightly disappointing uh, Scooby-Doo thing where it's always like a grown-up who runs the the fairground No, I think, it's, I think it's the former. Like, And also they have these incredible artworks on the cover. Um, so like really colourful, really really sort of like ghoulish and, and sort of creepy looking covers, like really compelling to a child's eye. And um, yeah, huge, hugely, hugely, hugely popular. But I think they sort of, I don't know why these, these authors just stop writing books. Maybe they just lose popularity, but huge in the 90s but with the weird thing is right when i was growing up there's none of this kids these days don't realize how lucky they are they've got like harry potter the spider was it the something chronicle spider thingy chronicle spider wick or whatever there's no. loads of great fantasy books out there for kids yeah and then when i was a kid there was nothing it was enid blyton that's all i read when i was a kid she was good enid though, wasn't she? no well no like oh, come on bobby and tommy go to the pool Go and sit by the beach and eat like jam sandwiches, and now it happens. That's what they should call all the Enid Blyton books. Da 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 and da da da. Go somewhere, and now it happens. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. So if you're a kid this era, moaning about the standard of I'm fantasy bored. literature, I'm bored. No, you're not. Ugh. There was incredible literature out there for you. Try and read Enid Blyton, then come back to me and say you're bored. Go and read Billy Blue Hat. I remember reading Billy Blue Hat and Robin Red Hat. Come back to me after you've read that. You little scamp, huh? Ruffle his hair, take his cap off, hit him on the top of the head with a cap, put the cap back on his head and push him away. Why, I order. Sorry, we digress. In the A to Z of the 1990s, G is for the Goosebump books. Okay, we nearly run out of time here. Just uh, a couple of others to squeeze in uh, before we go our separate ways. Darren has suggested going for gold with Henry Kelly in the A to Z of the 90s for G. Oh, I loved that. What's your man's name again? Yeah, Henry Kelly, yeah. The time is right. It's time for you. I don't know what the rest of it is. It's time for you to... Get your shake together. <laughs> There's a lot of waving going on. Do you remember that waving at the start? Hiya. It's funny, when I moved to London, it must have been about 15 years ago, the amount of people who would do, is his name, what's his name, Henry? Henry Kelly. Henry Kelly accent back at me, like that was their sort of blueprint for the Irish accent. Yes, so what am I? What am I? What am I? I'm a mineral. A mineral you find at the bottom of the sea. Sometimes I have been uh, published... Other times I've got feet. Sometimes I have fins. What am I? <laughs> That's very good, Bush. Well done. I'm not going to take Thank offence. I'm going to allow it. Um, other ones, quickly, before I do any more uh, Henry Kelly impressions. Um, Google. A lot of people have been saying oh, Google yeah, appeared sure. in the 90s. Before that, and again, this goes back to kids moaning, if you wanted to know something, you either had to have the Encyclopedia Britannica, you had to take someone's word for it, or you had to go on Ask Jeeves or Any Question Answered. Do you remember Any Question Answered where you would text a tired student working in a call centre, they'd find out by looking in an Encyclopedia Britannica and text you back and it cost you like five quid. Do you know, so that wasn't that long ago when you think how far we've come since that. And just to find out like what Jan Mulby's uh, nationality is, it'll cost you a fiver. Nowadays, it's there. It's on your phone, carrying a computer around with you. Remember having to uh, like physically go into a library to do research? I know. Go in the library and like copy stuff out and everything. And photocopy just... it. Photocopy the books and bring home the photocopies. Buying big dockets of like, I remember when I went to university in America, like you spend like a 
$200 buying huge photocopied massive books that you know you take home and then ditch afterwards it's different times now uh, other couple of real quick ones neil suggests grunge what a great era the 90s was for uh, grunge any grunge bands that is your favorite louise it probably has to be nirvana it's obvious it has to, nirvana. has to be nirvana bit of mud honey in there as well and then finally gareth says uh, g has to be for games master with the amazing dominic diamond uh, an iconic tv show from when i was a kid people playing video games uh, in an old church with probably one of the best hosts of a tv show i've seen for a long time he's a lovely chap i've had him on the show as well before Dominic Diamond so good on him that is it that is another A to Z of the 90s in the bag category G well and truly done I feel like we we haven't hit the speed bump mainly through uh, down to our brilliant uh, listeners Louise but we haven't uh, hit the speed bump that we, we were expecting at some point with the, a letter that we can't think of any stuff for do you know what I mean yeah, well, don't jinx us, but you're right. I mean, they keep coming up with brilliant stuff and they keep delivering and please keep it going because we really, really need it. At Bush on the Radio, if you're on Twitter, Andy Bush Radio on Instagram as well. Uh, Ross Ramsey Golding is our fantastic producer. And Louise and I, Louise Maloney over there and I, will see you next week as we tackle a bit of H, so to speak. <laughs>